Welcome to the BWAMS Podcast. My name is Richie Marufo. I'm your host, and we're coming to you from Power at the Pass here in El Paso, Texas. BWAMS stands for the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series, and we're celebrating 10 years of open mic goodness. Of course, this podcast is a natural evolution attempting to give a spotlight to our community of creators and entrepreneurs. This is episode 14, and joining me in the studio is the one and only A. Billy Free, vocalist, MC, and performance artist with a jazzy, funky, hip-hop, electronic vibe. She's been featured a couple different times at BWOM's affiliated events over the years and has easily been one of my favorite musical acts to catch whenever she's in town. If you haven't had the chance to catch her yet, do so. Or you're missing out on one of the dopest artists in the region. Joining us, we also have Jay Scribe and Watts Real from uh, San Francisco. They're sitting in for the conversation. A little bit, but uh, hey, Billy Free, how are you doing? Welcome. I'm good. Thank you for having me. What's up, BWAMS? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited to have you on. I just get excited about like people and people like uh, artists coming in, supporting each other, and just being part of things. So uh, this isn't your first time on the show. Nope. We, uh, we were lucky to have you on episode six alongside Far Beyond and Wise Weapon to talk about your collab track. Lo- right. I love to talk about more collaborations. That's a, that's a big thing, right, mm-hmm. for you to do. Uh, and I, I think just also in the, the hip-hop world especially, uh, we'll, we'll dig into that. But this time it's all you, right, yes. to talk just about. You know. So to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am, uh, like Richie said, an MC, a vocalist, a performance artist, uh, originally from the Midwest. I spent time uh, during my youth uh, and young adulthood between uh, Dayton, Ohio, which is the birthplace of funk, um, and also the uh, birthplace of pop legend, John, John, uh, John Legend, legend yeah. that's right, and also uh, Chicago, Illinois, um, in the city. So that that's where I originate from. I moved to the Southwest in like the mid 2000s, I think like 2000, actually like 2008 or so. Okay. Um, and I call New Mexico my home, but I love the entire region. Um, I perform often, a couple times every uh, every month. I travel um, and I'm enjoying my life. I'm writing again, collaborating, which we'll probably yeah. talk about more later on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what I do: rocking shows. Awesome. And so uh, collabs, you know, I, I do want to touch on that later, but I guess just to go like, so you're saying right now you're residing in southern New Mexico, mm-hmm. which gives you an option to to drive around to several different places to, to perform. How's that experience been for you? I like it a lot. Um, where I'm at in southern New Mexico, it is a bit remote, but mm-hmm. there is because I-10 is like right there. It's a good jump off spot for me to get uh, west, east okay. um, and then even north. Mm-hmm perform a lot in uh, the Albuquerque, Santa Fe area, and then El Paso, uh, of course. I've been told I need to go deeper into Texas, so, you know, it's, everything's here for me to get access to, and of course, there's airport and train stations and buses and Have you all performed that uh, anywhere else in Texas? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, not yet. Not I like, yet. I love that. Not you yet. Know, you know what's happening. It's now. happening. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And uh, what, what, uh, you mentioned earlier that you'll be going to Phoenix to mm-hmm. perform? Yep. Awesome. Um, at the end of August, I'll be going to Phoenix to, uh, perform for a homies, a mutual homies yeah. birthday, Merlin. Merlin uh, Hepworth. Shout out to Merlin. Shout by the out, way. Merlin. It'll be good to see you again. 
Um, so yeah, Phoenix, the Tucson area, I'm starting to do a lot more business there too. Um, great. It's nice. just great. I, I like, I was discussing earlier today, um, you know, just how the network starts to form when you begin to do music, particularly if you're a transplant or if you're touring, mm. you know, um, you can begin to make connections uh, with like-minded people too. A lot of um, independent businesses, uh, small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for me as a performer, and I look at other performers too as their own like small business. So it's just a matter of working together. And again, the, that theme of collaboration runs strong throughout all of it. The theme of collaboration. Yeah, and particularly I, I think, in this uh, region. You know, uh, today, I don't know if you guys saw the, the Google Doodle that mm-hmm. they had, right? Uh, it was uh, celebrating, what, how, 44 years now? Mm-hmm. Since the, the infamous DJ Cool Herc, you know, or the party, and then Cool Herc, of oh, course, right. spinning. And, and so Google had a really cool uh, doodle, right, with the, with the vinyl. And, and so, you know, a, a lot of hip-hop culture, I think, has been uh, one DIY, Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I think you see that a lot nowadays too with uh, production DIY. Right, Absolutely. people taking their own art into their own hands and and doing what they want with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you're definitely one of those. And, and of course, uh, getting together tours as well <coughs> kind of works. Bless you. Um, it's kind of worked, right? Yeah. Um, so you do well. a lot of traveling. Uh, you know, you drive around to sets. Like, what do you listen to when you when you drive around? Oh man, <laughs> that's a great question. Pulled a quick one on you. I um, listen to, uh, actually, lately, I've been listening to a lot of, like, like straight up, like, hip-hop. Okay. Um, just kind of swimming in what's happening currently. I think that, like okay. you said, hip-hop is kind of permeated um, uh, mainstream culture. And I don't even think it's permeated. I think that mainstream culture has given hip-hop a, a pedestal now, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for profit purposes. But, yeah. you know, any way that you can get exposure at that echelon i think is good you know uh, really getting into the history not just the clothes and the uh you know the styles and you Mm -hmm. know all of the accoutrements that come along with you know the the basic principle and element of hip-hop but um Mm -hmm. absolutely and and uh so and also one of the original tenants of like you know when it first started was like everyone talks about the four elements right Mm -hmm. and i mean that really has to do a lot with community Absolutely. Right. And so what kind of communities have you come across here in the Southwest? Um, a lot of communities. Um, I I section them out into uh, like cities, right? Like okay. El Paso, sure. Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Cruces, Phoenix. They all have their, uh, their way of being, right? But yeah. their way of being is in support of, you know, this, 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 um, I don't know what you would call it. I keep calling it a theme or a concept, but it's okay. more than that. Um, just sort of centered around hip hop, okay. and um, so I, I portion it out like that. But you know, if we want to get into you know nomenclature, um, I I rock in the, the native communities mm-hmm. here in El Paso and the particularly Latino Latinx communities, yeah, and um, uh, Cruces and even in like Silver City where I would say that's more of like a folk mountain community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I found a space to be able to give hip hop and for them to actually, you know, enjoy it coming from a different musical background. Um, so yeah, right that's, on. That's it. Awesome. Oh, but I didn't even get to finish my question about what kind of music I yeah, listen to. Yeah, because there's there's a lot. So yeah, I'm just gonna call some names. Um, I've been listening to the Underachievers a lot. 
Um, I've been reviewing uh, Raekwon's new album, which okay. I, there's some elements of it that I very very much like. Um, some elect electronic music like Technomatic they came out with a album a few years ago called Better Perspective I've been bumping that a lot lately okay. actually on the way here I, I was listening to an audio book so that's another thing I that, that I have yeah. when I'm driving like hella far since you do a lot of traveling like you I'm, and that's why I was curious about that question yeah it takes you know, I, if I have one audio book you know, it's got already three hours on it. So, yeah. you know, some of it I will retain. Some of it will go in one ear out the other or yeah. subconsciously, like, sit there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, those are great. Re I, lo I love, I like that, you know, to be able to just drive and zone and be able to take in information, uh, especially when my playlist is exhausted for... <laughs> well, that's one thing I want to ask. So when you do listen to music, uh, how do you go about... Um, listening to that, is it streaming? Do you have stuff downloaded, stuff that you've purchased, yeah, like CDs, I, USB? or? I pretty much download. It's kind of sad. Like uh -huh. I get a lot of CDs mm -hmm. from a lot of people, um, but they're just they're just kind of there. But I will, you know, right. if I like an artist and I buy a CD and I don't listen to CD, I will, you know, look them up on SoundCloud, on yeah. Bandcamp, you know, wherever they're, they're playing at uh, online. So the digital, of course. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much how I, I take in, take in music at this point. That's always been an interest of mine is, is how people consume music, you know, how, how people are listening to music, mm -hmm. you know, and, and maybe even more so finding it. Now it helps that like you're in the music community, right? That yeah. you tour and you meet all sorts of artists. Uh, so how do you feel like you stumble upon new music more, more so? Ooh, um, uh, Word of mouth, you okay. know, which could be a post, you know what I mean, sure. on on social media or whatever. Um, for me, I'm getting into more live performances, just going and you know supporting other artists, and me not even going out and performing, you mm -hmm. know, um, and seeing the opening acts and seeing you know who's there and making connections, and maybe somebody else has a show that I can make it to. And um, if I like your live performance, then that's it. To you me, know? yes, absolutely. Then to you me, have my it. support. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, I think that when you hear, like sometimes you might hear someone like say through YouTube or something and, and you hear it and you might like it. But when you make that connection with the live presence and you, you feel it like all of a sudden that, that, so that sound, that song, that musician sound way better, you know, because oh, you have that absolutely. connection. So I, I think there's something yeah, I've even, that. I've even, like, with the evolution of, like, songs that I've already released and I'm now performing, mm -hmm. like, now my preference is the performance version. Mm -hmm. And then I go back and listen to the original, and I'm like, you know, I, most of the time, 80%, I don't like it as much as I like the mm. live performance. Like, maybe some crappy video somebody took of me. It's still, it's <laughs> better because there. there's the inflection, there's the energy, there's, you know, the environment, there's, uh, you know... All of the, all of that stuff that makes a performers like want to do it more and makes yeah. them all tingly inside. And and uh, that and to me that's I'm a huge uh, supporter of people going out and supporting live performances because for well, for one that very reason of course we want people to support. Um, I feel like a lot of times, especially like in very niche artistic communities, a lot of people who make it out are like the performers themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, you're just playing to a room full yeah, of your friends. Yeah, and it, it happens, you know. Which is great. But, uh, you know, we try our best. But I, I try and encourage anyone, if you're not a performer, go out and, and check out Artists Live. It, it makes the biggest difference to see people there. 
And like I said, you as a listener will be rewarded from, you know, if, if it's a really dope performance, you will go and like anytime you hear that artist online or anywhere else, you'll, it, you'll have that special connection to it. It's a synergy. And, uh, and so speaking of that, I remember, you know, I mentioned you've been featured at one of our affiliated programs, the 306 Sessions Concert Series. And, mm-hmm. and, and first of all, just by the way, you are one of my favorite performers. You do bring that energy, and your style is so, I think, it stands out so unique in the region, and I, I think it's it's so genuine, and it works. Uh, but I do remember when we had you at 306 Sessions Concert Series, uh, one of the people in attendance described your sound as, like Erica Badu had a daughter who liked chill EDM. Yeah, you know, that was told, my favorite. Wow, that what, was great. What, a, what a way to de- describe her. How, how would you describe your sound? Oh, man. Because I used a lot of adjectives in that intro. You know, I was running out of breath. Um, I think that you hit on something that I try to get across, really, is just trying to be a genuine person. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, and again, I can, you know, speak on behalf of uh, a lot of performers that I know and respect. It's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not even me up there. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just the energy, you know, but you just make yourself available um, to let that, spirit or you know whatever you want to call it move through you um just through your vocal cords or you know Mm -hmm. the way that you gesture to people or you know your stance or what have you the way you you communicate through Mm -hmm. through any kind of it's very multifaceted right like your body language and your just the way you exude your it's it's definitely an art and Mm it's 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 makes it even more difficult if you are like playing different places all of the time to, you know, get into the groove of the space. Mm-hmm. I think that that has a lot to do with, with that. But uh, describing my sound, um, I think that you got it <laughs> head on. You know, I tell people it's a mix of hip-hop, jazz, uh, electronica. Yeah. There's some funk in there. Um, there's some house that in there. Funky funk. Yeah, um, yeah, and these are all things that I jam out to that I like. Um, and so I just want to give that to people. I, one person said to me early on when uh-huh. I first started performing in this area, um, uh, it just seems like you're at home, you mm. know what I mean? Just I like hanging out. And I'm like, this, it's exactly that I am at home Damn. and we're chilling together and we're playing music and it's just fun, you know? And, um, that's what I really want people to feel. And mm. because I think that Oftentimes, we find ourselves in places where we have to be, but we don't necessarily want to be, uh, and it's not fun, you know? You're, sometimes your job, sometimes school, sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, having a difficult conversation with your family over dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just like to bring that little bit of refresh, refresh. Um, to, oh. to, to the space, you and know, because I need it too, too, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That's cool. Um, the elements of that influence your sound. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, it's, I'm great you brought that up because uh, I, I wanted to ask you, like, when you first moved to the Southwest, how did people react to your sound? But, you know, I like I like that answer. Like, it, you've, you've, or rather, people felt like you were home. Mm-hmm. I think that says a lot, too, about your comfort on the microphone, on the stage as an artist. Yeah, I spent, um, I spent time uh, in high school. I did a couple of years of theater, and I didn't realize... Um, how helpful 
that it's been until now, um, you know, and we did like really cool plays and things like that. We, we traveled and did competitions and things like that, okay. but it was like very short, you know, like my last two years of high school, but uh, the elements that they taught and just working as a community, when you see one person on a stage, mm-hmm. it's not just one person. There's yeah. a bevy of people behind them. Um, and so having those uh, having those elements already instilled, it was easy to, number one, entertain people by knowing what the threshold of what they could take, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, also being able to, uh, work as a team with people. I do work independently, but again, mm-hmm. because I like collaboration so yeah. much, it's like kind of like Voltron, but like they're different <laughs> paladins all the time. You love, know what I mean? And we way. come together for a particular project, and uh, you know, then we go our separate ways, and we might yeah. deal with other people, and then you know, it just keeps the the network network that's, flowing. That's great imagery. I like that. Oh, so uh, earlier you talked about refresh. Let's listen to that track very quickly. The city seated it, the desert let it breathe, the islands called in with the hydration they need to be free energy. So whether I bought the plane or let the pineal drain, West can still get me east. Myself, no end, and all ends apart of me. Refresh, refresh, best on this quest for us. Refresh if you don't take it there we'll catch them some refresh Refresh and walk the road you've never been before Refresh Refresh Then I'd see us coming true from eight paths and all in between extra views Penina at my plexus with the rest of the crew Connecting sands through nomadic bands Imagine action as a vital strand Take a hand, hop aboard, grab a sword Many feathers, one flock moving forward Refresh, refresh, rest on this quest forward Refresh, refresh, if you don't take it there We'll catch them some refresh Refresh and walk the road you've never been before Refresh, refresh, refresh Amplify the curiosity, use your channel to declassify, succeed Cause root music fees, we curly and we stalk Watch my sea legs walk, waves, coves and plateaus Look my easel at the helm, now we've entered homeroom Joking, roasting, ghosting, when all the woke get chosen Spoken to Filter in there so you 
So we're back. All right, so refresh. Tell me, tell me about that track. Does that make into one of your albums? I've got a like a mixtape. Yeah. In quotes, air quotes. Which I out, own. And that's that is on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that track was the beat was by a homie of mine uh, in Chicago. His name is Dario X, mm-hmm. and he sent it to me like hella long ago, like like 2013, 2014. And um, aside from doing some like more like a, what I would call rural electronic music when mm-hmm. I first got here, yeah. um, kind of like a like acoustic guitars with like some like you know soft EDM going in the and background. It, yeah. um, that track was kind of like my bust out performance track. You know, that you know, would be like the feature for like my beginning shows in the area. And uh, that's I'm great. You brought that. I'm I'm very glad you brought that up because that does actually remind me. Like, I feel like I have seen your music evolve. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to ask you. I remember first meeting you at at the Percolator back in the day. Yes, Bwoms used Absolutely. to be at, at the Percolator, cool little coffee shop slash mm-hmm. bar, and it was it was great because all sorts of different people can could go there, and it was a nice space. Uh, it closed down unfortunately, but. That's when we first made contact. That was and, and a great I, memory. I linked up with you. But I do remember hearing you early on. And, mm-hmm. and since then, I've heard your, your sound evolve. Where does that come from? Does that come from like maybe collaborating more and like maybe like learning more styles as you collaborate, you know, and different approaches to showcasing your music? I think really at the bottom of it all is just me, um, you know, coming to terms with self. Uh, being informed heavily by nature and by the landscape here. Um, It's extremely magical to me. I I love just, uh, you know what I mean? From from Arizona to Colorado to New Mexico to Mexico Mm -hmm. to Texas, like, you know, and then even parts of Southern Cali, like the energy um, here is allows one to breathe for me. You know, that's been my experience. Um, and so just a lot of time in nature, a lot of time on my own. And then also, um, it, it's the evolution of me, you know, stepping into this career path. You know, a, a lot of our, a wonderful artists that mm-hmm. I know are also working artists. You know, they've yes. got a nine to five. And for many years, I had a nine to five and was still trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to the point where I had to choose and I damn sure wasn't going to choose a nine to five, you yeah. know, so really like jumping in it, like what you see now is me like being free of, you know, hmm. like really stepping out um, onto the path in full faith that I can make a livelihood, I can make yeah. a difference in my life and, you know, uh, maybe touch some people along the way. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what you see I, now. I love that. Uh, how You mentioned it right now. Do you want to, I'd love for you to elaborate on how the, the landscape inspires you. You know, you, you said it's kind of open, but. Yeah, my first trip to um, to the Southwest was um, like way back, maybe like 2006, 2007, and I was doing some other work. I was uh, working for the university I graduated from, escorting students that were on service trip to different study abroad okay. areas. So uh-huh. this group of students, um, you know, they were all from all over the place, but they lived in Chicago. They went to school in Chicago, um, and they were going on a service trip to Nogales, Arizona. So our first stop was Tucson, and then we, like, by bus, we went down. We crossed the border, saw the wall, you know, talked to different, talked to different, um, you know, people out here that are advocating for, you know, f- 
keeping the desert the mm-hmm. way it is, you yeah. know, particularly around that time, the wall was a huge thing. Because of the so, ecological kind of disruptions. Yes, like you're disrupting the migratory yeah. paths yeah. of all of the animals, um, you know, as well as, you know, disrupting the lives of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we, we did, um, we like bordered the Tohono O'odham nation and we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. how, uh, you know, how does the, how do Native Americans fit into this piece? You know, technically this was their, now this is their land. It got split. Some of their, their tribes in Mexico, some of their t- tribe is in Arizona. Mm-hmm. How do you cross path, pass, you know what I mean? Um, so all of those things happen. So you know, there was, uh, and I was big into advocacy. I did a lot of activism in Chicago. So that, you so, know, really got my goal. However, one of the pieces that um, really struck me on that trip was that we were just sitting, we just did like a hella long hike, mm-hmm. uh, you know, following some of the migratory path of the people that, that come to the United States to work or do whatever they need to do. And I was just like chilling there. We were sitting, having a rest, taking a water. And then this like thing just like, shot across the desert and i was like what huh. the hell is that and then one of the guys the the like the teacher of the class he was like oh that's a jackrabbit and okay. i was just like what <laughs> i was just like and i didn't see it but i saw the p- plume of smoke that it left in its trail and it just really like really uh you know stuck with me and then later on i started reading carlos castaneda mm-hmm. and that is the area in Absolutely. which you know all of his adventures with Don Juan happened, um, and that really got me. Okay. Um, and so there was a point where as I was transitioning out of the working for the university and deciding where I wanted to go, and I remember the time that I had here in in the Southwest, and I was like, all right, let's go. What uh, what brought you down here initially? Uh, lands. Okay. Um, I was um, looking for lands okay. um, to build an earthship. It's a structure that's made out of recycled materials, and hmm. so uh, I, me and my family, we made an earthship. Yeah. We say that it was livable, but it's not beautiful. Uh huh. Well, um, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's there, and it's a testament to the work that we put in. So that's what brought us down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, I had been like, I don't even think that I'm going to be doing music anymore because I had I was oh, gig- I was okay. I gigged in Chicago for several years before I moved down here, mm-hmm. uh, and with a band. Um, called uh, the Bees Knees. It was like heavily EDM. Cool. We used to like, you know, rock out several different venues in, in Chicago. And then prior to that, I did a lot of underground hip hop and electronica with um, just, you know, folks from Chicago. Some grew up in Chicago and that just made beats, you know, a lot of ambient beats. Okay. Um, just like laid back, chill, down tempo, trip hop type deals. So, nice. Very cool. Um, and then, you know, all the homies, they would be ciphering, they'd be rapping and stuff. And I never really rapped uh-huh. there. Okay. It was just primarily singing. But then when I moved to the Southwest, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, particularly kicking it with, with people in Crucis, you know, like coming into the hip hop community and like, you know, just trying to get my feet wet, seeing what the deal is, yeah. you know, seeing how I might be able to fit in. And um, I was like, I'm not going to get... I, I can't, I'm not going to get, like, where I'm at right now in the community that I've decided to place myself in, which is comfortable, which is a hip-hop community, has always yeah. been um, there uh, and a comfort for me. How am I going to do this? Okay, I have to start rapping, you know, and um, and, and you there kill you go. It. You absolutely kill it, you know. Uh, there you go. And that, that's something that surprised me when, you know, seeing your work over time. You know, I, I remember some of your per- first performances, you would kind of, like, layer vocal harmonies mm-hmm. and and just kind of very richly textured stuff. And then uh, 
remember one time he just kind of busted out and started rapping and it, it blew me away. I was like, whoa, what? And uh, I mean, you go hard. Like one of my favorites is when when you just start going on worldwide worldwide network. Oh yeah, that's fun because the song, the music builds it up to yes, that point. Yes, yes, yeah. because it, it just doesn't come up and then it just hits you, boom. Yeah. And uh, I just I love the way that works. So, yeah, and I, again, that's another reason. Like I'm a baby as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been do, trying to do production for like three, five, three, four years. Okay. I've got like ten, fifteen years of singing under my belt, but yeah. you know, the rapping is, you know, and everything else is catching up. It's new, and so now again, I'm going back. I'm listening to, <clears throat> you know what I mean, uh, rappers, mm-hmm. MCs that you know, I like their sound. I may not like their content, or I might like their content and not like their sound, but you know, just. Sure taking in all of those things and then again trying to create something that is mine and how that how that comes style mm-hmm. right absolutely uh, yeah who who, uh, who influences you stylistically let's say rapping wise um all the folks i mentioned before um krs1 okay. uh, his new album is bananas okay um uh jizza i mean of course the whole wu-tang when I was younger, you know, they okay. were they were in the popular mainstream, so it's they they're all of them are yeah, influencers just in the fact that they're so diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps me be able to pull diversity for myself. <sighs> These questions are so hard because then it's like I I, uh, I purposely purposefully wanted to challenge you because I know you do a lot of interviews and I'm just I know I'm just like I should have it, it already mm-hmm. ready. I should I need to start writing lists. Ah. Next time, I'll, I'll give you a extensive list of all of my favorite artists by we, genre. We can do an addendum. And, and that's, you know, that's not the, the main thing, of course, but it, it's yeah. curious to see. I'm always curious to see because I do think that creation requires influence. I, Absolutely. I think I've said this a couple of times. And, and uh, I, I do remember one instance. And imitation uh, sometimes is helpful. Yeah. You know, I and, think and that's, that's how we how learn. We all learn. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but you have to strike the right balance. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we and so we talked about your evolution. You know, you you have more of a background in singing, but now you're also getting involved with the production of it, right? Making beats and mm-hmm. your own beats and producing them and mixing them. How's that been? Um, it's been good. It's it, it's like touch and go in the sense not of like fast mm-hmm. and then quit, but more like I'll be able to spend like three weeks on creating, you know, six or seven beats, mm-hmm. uh, and then I won't do it again for you know another <laughs> like month or so. So okay. that's that's really that's how touch and go it is. But mm-hmm. um, I'm learning so much, and again, like I'm in my third or fourth year of working with production, okay. um, and so just opening it more in the doll, you know, seeing what new uh, techniques that I can use. I was talking to somebody, a couple last night, they're actually a production team. Oh, cool. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're learning too, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, it took me, like, it, you have to put your years in, mm-hmm. you know, before it, th- before it starts, like, flowering for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I've reached one stage of, of flowering. <laughs> and not to make it sound like, like any Sisyphean thing, right? Like the, the constant yeah, rolling of the board. It's, hey, we take, we take enjoy, you know, we enjoy it. There's excitement in being oh, able yeah. to learn. and, and uh, Some frustration. Oh, but what we were talking about was, you know, when I first started getting into, like, I skipped Fruity Loops because it was okay. too hard for me. For some reason, the interface didn't bode well with me. But yeah. then when I got in Ableton, I'm like on YouTube looking at videos and there's no videos. And now, oh, wow. maybe I wasn't looking under the right search terms, but okay. I've noticed that there's so many videos now for you to be able to learn yeah. anything. When I first started with my SP, 
I was just like, oh my gosh, they've got video, like separate videos for how to do each thing. And they look so nice, you know, whereas like a couple of years ago, you'd be hard pressed to find, you know, some novel piece of like electronic equipment that makes beats. You'd be hard pressed to find a video (laughs) for it, you know. As a a side note, I'd, I'd like to mention that I think it's easy to be cynical about like the digital age, but that's definitely one of the positive aspects is that. You can go online and say YouTube and, and find, you know, learn how to I do something, that. you know. Uh, and obviously, I'm, I'm hoping that people go and, and find the right information because, you know, people can also say whatever out there. You yeah, know, that's like, true. How to charge your phone in the microwave, you know. Like, uh. Hopefully, people are using <laughs> common sense. But I think that's great that when you, if you're learning something like that, you know, you can you can go on and, and, and fine tune. I'm, I'm doing that, too, with mixing and recording and all that. Absolutely. It's, an, it's a rabbit hole. You'll never end. But I love that. Um, and I think it falls into like maybe hopefully how education might be turning over, you know, Mm, not teaching people what to think because now they can go on YouTube and see Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. they want to know, but how to think, Mm -hmm. how to develop critical thinking skills so that you can put it together for yourself, you know? Um, and with that, I don't think you need much Mm -mm. formal education for that. You just need to have a space to be be able to experiment and And then go uh, out on your own. And a little bit of drive to do it yourself. Motivation is key. Motivation. uh, Yeah. Some days we we have it and we don't. There's ups and downs, right? Um, So uh, we talked about your evolution of, like, let's say, working behind. I think part of that also took case in your performance. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You've used different equipment throughout the years, but I think now you're kind of set with the the SP-404 as opposed to, like, Back in the day, you would have a laptop. Yes, and stuff. I with the laptop, I experienced like a lot of like shortages because the RAM was running so hard, okay, or you know, rough. my my hard drive was so full of other stuff, and I didn't have time to clean mm-hmm. it, and you know, whatever. But this, the I work with SP four hundred four SX, and it's just nice and portable. It's easy to plug in. When I go to shows and I, you know, we I link in with the sound engineer. He's like, "What do you have?" You know, and I'm <laughs> just right. like, "Hey, I just need an XLR cord and you do quarter yeah. inch." And he's like, oh, okay, that's easy, you know. And that's another thing, right, like, like a... I I get, you know, folks bringing in stacks and all that mm-hmm, stuff because it mm-hmm. makes it sound so rich. Yeah. Um, and there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're doing hip-hop shows or DIY shows and yeah. even, like, out to a certain extent outdoor shows, you know, you need, just, you need something fast because if yeah. it starts raining, you'll be able to protect your quick, stuff. Quick tear you know? down, yeah. So, um. Yeah, I, I I'm comfortable. I like it a lot. Um, I'm learning more things. Did about you the jump SP straight? Did you jump straight to that, or did you bridge? Like, I had in terms a of equipment? I had like a baby uh, um, Akai MPX8. It okay. just it was it had the pads and then like some buttons where you, or dials where you could change like okay. some of the effects. But I didn't I didn't get too much into that one. Okay. Okay. But yeah, SP, I, I jumped into that. And also, you incorporate uh, other things like loopers, right? Or mm-hmm. I have a voice modulator. Okay. I, I do want to get more into looping because, okay. like you said, I do mix miss that. Like when the space is right and the sound is right, I do miss, mm-hmm. you know, providing some ambience around my voice with the looper. But for right now, it's just a voice modulator. I can, uh, you know, just provide some. So just shake it up for folks, you know, and okay. make some doubles or some echoes or make my voice sound like I'm in space because that's <laughs> a theme um, a lot of times on my music. So I, I could you see know. you really getting down like yeah. on, on, on something like that. So uh, talking about collaborations, uh, on an upcoming episode, we're going to have Defi. 
Yes. And uh, you guys recently did a collab uh, together, right, called Chains Change? That's right. right? How did that one come about? Um, that came about because the the gentleman who produced the beat, DJ Beso, mm-hmm. out of uh, Shiprock and Albuquerque. DJ Beso? Beso. Like, mm-hmm. like Kiss? Mm-mm. It's B-E-E-S-O. B-E-E. It okay, means okay, something Beso. in Diné, but I'm not sure what it means. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. But uh, he, we've been wanting to work together for a while, and he sent me the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Around the same time, Defy was working on building his album, and he okay. needed a chorus. Um, so that pretty much happened at the same time. And Defy was like, "Okay, well, let's trade verses." I was like, "Well, I got this beat from Beso. <clears throat> Let me send it to you." Okay. And you know, within I would say less than a week, both songs were done um, just by us by us trading it. Yeah, and so. Um, I had done shows previously with Defy, and every time I would come in and uh, to town and ask him to come through and you know spit a couple of verses, he would always yeah. be down to do it. So, um, yeah, that's that's how it happened. That that performing together eventually turned into working on music together. So, oh, right on. Yeah. I, I liked that. And also, uh, so now you also jumped in on the leg. Uh, was it the last legs of a, a tour? Mm-mm, or or it's like, you still have some more? But so yeah. right now you're helping out with like the Southwestern part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me tell me about this with with uh, Defy and J-Scribe and, what, and what's, what's real. real. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Defy just hit me up. I was like, I'm going on tour. Do you want Do you want a rock Las Cruces? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And um, I had also booked him in El Paso for the show he did a couple of weeks ago at Neon Rose. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, this would be perfect show. because if he comes down here, then he could promote for the show. Mm. Uh, that'll be in El Paso for his <clears throat> for the Third Eye Wide tour show. Yeah. Um, and uh, he came, and it was great. The turnout was wonderful. You were there, Richie. Thank you for showing oh, up. Oh, that was, it was a, a beautiful fun night. Crowd. Yeah. It was a beautiful night, and um, uh, yeah. And then uh, I don't know how it happened. I think at that show, Defy was like, "Well, you want to rock El Paso too?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure, why not?" Well, I mean, there you, you know, go. I'm here, you know. Yeah. So um, you've performed quite a bit in, in El Paso at this point. I love right? El Paso. Yeah. El Paso, I love you. You yeah. guys don't even know. We like, love you too. I'm speaking for everyone, but we love you too. Dude, <laughs> it's 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 wonderful to be able to. This is like the closest city city to where I'm at, and when I go out, I show out, and you guys show out too. So. And the love I get here is, is beautiful. And and I said, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you haven't seen her or heard her, go check her out. Go especially live, like I mentioned. And uh, where can people follow you online? Uh, you can find me at www.abillyfree.com, facebook.com slash abillyfree, Instagram a.billyfree. That is A-B-I-L-L-I-F-R-E-E, abillyfree. Yeah. And that's, uh, you can find and me on website. SoundCloud, abillyfree.com, bandcamp.com. Yeah. yeah, just go to the website. Everything's there. You won't be disappointed. And uh, do you want to give any shout outs? Man, uh, shout out to, to B Womps again. Shout out to Richie, yes. Valentin, Power of the Past. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the homies here, Traveling, Defy, J Scribe, What's Real. Uh, shout out to Barricade Culture Shop and Saba, mm-hmm. Late Night Loki, Slum. Um, a, a dude Zach Walsh. I don't know his rhyming name, but he was um, he was there last night. He did great, and he'll be Saint nobody. Saint nobody. Shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Eddie Groove Acosta. Groove in the house. In the hills. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Chuko again. Mm-hmm. 
that's all I can think of right now. Uh, Leslie Gray, Calavera Culture oh, Shop, of course, yeah. Nomo Cafe. Hopefully, I'll be go. going there for some tea later on. Oh, right on. Um, mm, who else? Uh, Umana Cosmica, uh, uh, Laura Bustillos. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to her and Diego Robot. Um, Hell yeah, love uh, those visionaries, of course. Tag the whole crew. Brothers always show me love every time I'm in town. Uh, what else? Gamble, uh, Sound Mind Solutions, Big Up. We'll be performing with Astro Jones tonight um, of The Purge, and he's out of that camp. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's good, I think. I'll have that's, more next time. That's promise. beautiful. No, you even got like a second wind in there. Like, yeah. oh, wait, and then, then, and I'm sure, you know. Because I always, I always like choke <laughs> up on that part. And I'm like, Ooh, man, I got to get it right this time. I know. And uh, it's just, I think it, it says so much that there's so many people that you, that you, you think there or want to give a shout out to. Uh, we have, a, we really do have a cool community. You guys are um, great. So, you know, and, and I want to give you some time to go check out the, get some tea, you know, before the show. Uh, I'd love to maybe even do a part two because I, I do want to explore the questions about your craft and and your your lyrics and your your process. Yes. But you know we don't we you know we can we, we can do a part time. two. I'll be around exactly. for a while. Yeah, so. no no rush. Uh, but if we are gonna end the show, what's uh, the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, as far as music is concerned, it, it could be about music or life or something um, that just hits you in a, in a profound way. Or, or you know, I you. think that in these times. Um, uh, that we're living in it's mm-hmm. easy to get panicked yeah um but you know i feel like the universe always finds a way and that you know barring a lot of like special circumstances you know if you're on the right track then you're going to be okay you know okay. Re- whether or not bad things happen um it's all for your edification if you look at it that way um, and that has really helped me to like go with the flow yeah. and like not Love bang it. my head up against the wall so many times because I'm like trying to protect myself or trying yeah. to like, you know what I mean, dodge this bullet. And it's like, you know, was that I was I was listening to an interview you did. Uh, you, you talked about a verse where it's like compassion or was it with the back? Bit, yeah. Like a line you had uh, uh, I can't remember how it goes, but my. Oh God, <laughs> my rhymes, range and temp, compassion to verbal backhand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, just on the be on the spectrum and yes. be ever moving and fluid free, on the spectrum because yeah. you 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 need all of that to be able to move forward in life. So, I love it. Thank you, Hey Billy Free, for Thank joining you, us. Richie. I think Thank we're you, gonna. B-bombs. Yeah, and thanks guys for sitting in. Um, yeah, we got like nice. everyone up in here yeah, today. Yeah. We're gonna feature these guys in the next episode. Uh, we're gonna kick things off. We're gonna uh, not kick things off. We're gonna end things with Chains Change by uh, Defy Hey Billy Free and DJ Beso. Right, that's going to be cool. Here it is. Check it out. Thanks for listening, guys. DJ hit the crossfader when we sliding on a glacier ice cold with the flavor. Spend some time up up in nature. Clouds move for shadows on majestic on the statues. Forgetting and remember, think a little bigger next year. Feasting over fasting, crying and we're laughing. In and out of time, loops intersecting plane. Hopes blockages, redundant movement. And get a little flow, scared about abundance. Say, yo, you need to let it go. Change. Change, change.
throat chakra explode quick like on the reload clear at the interior you're hard pressed judging me firmness of exterior depth of color sharpness of peak i'm ever changing rearranging catch tag let it go thought wrangling sun naps later raps all different but the same thing lock the rocket on the telescope and now we hubbled up space might be cold but then joy you better double up Of a gorilla, real MC, agility, a millipede. Started as a little seed, now I'm grown willow tree. Are you chilling or really trying to fulfill a dream? Change with the weather, whether or not you will achieve. Story of a trilogy, giving y'all the trilogy. I did it for the Skrilla cream, drilling out a iller scheme. Scribble the simple simile, riddle, soliloquy. Always been a slugger since I was winning in Little League. Came up with MJ, did Thriller and Billy Jean. Game done changed, but Biggie is still a king. Show resilience from Brazil out to the Philippines. Will you seal it off and conceal it or will you spill the beans? We're not on Trump's agenda, nor Bill of Hillary's. Really, it don't matter, feeling free without the liberty free to break the chains but save today's humility Change. 